Welcome to the Future of Customer Service Podcast. I'm Andrea Paulton from Inventa, and I will be interviewing customer support and service professionals to see what is currently working well, what issues they're trying to overcome, and the future success of customer service. Today, we have Michael George, Customer Support Director from Crema. Thanks so much for being here, Michael. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Crema does and what you do for Crema? Yeah, you bet, Andrea. Uh, very nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Um, Crema.co, we're an online coffee marketplace um, where you can be in complete control, really. Um, there's a lot of different coffee subscription uh, businesses out there. Uh, Crema.co gives you the most ability to customize your experience. Um, and uh, we feature dozens of roasters from around the country uh, where you can place an order, have it uh, uh, roasted, prepared uh, within a couple of days and it's sent your way. You're getting it fresh and, uh, and getting a great coffee. Um, one of the uh, aspects of Crema that we really value is the relationships uh, with not just the roasters, but with the, with the uh, partners that they have, the farmers that they're trading with um, around the world. Um, so uh, my role with Crema is as customer support uh, director, and I've been doing that since 2016. We're a small team, um, about five to 10 people. Um, and uh, we, uh, we work hard though, and uh, we're spread around, but um, we, really, uh, we really have a great relationship with one another. And um, yeah, it's been a good experience. That sounds really good. Is your team in charge of support for both the roasters and the customers buying, or is this just customers buying? It's uh, for a little bit of both. Uh, I handle most of the customers who are buying uh, the coffee. Um, I uh, also oversee some of the roaster communications. We do have uh, someone uh, that um, handles most of the roaster correspondence um, and uh, she does an awesome job um, and she also fulfills uh, some of the um, samples uh, that are ordered through Crema as well. Uh, we have different, uh, we call them coffee flights um, and so they're kind of organized, you know, you can get a flight of uh, blend, blended coffees, see which ones you like, or flight of espresso roasts or flight of light roasts, all sorts of different kinds. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of where we, where we fit in. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So tell me a little bit, and I want to hear something that we talked about offline before we came on. Um, and I think you know what I'm talking about. So this question is about customer service. So what have you done to promote great customer service in your organization? And where did you get some of those ideas from? Sure, uh, and, and, and that's a really, really good question. Um, and you know, truthfully, I think that's one that could really be asked um, on a daily basis throughout an organization. Because um, customer support, uh, whether it's directly or indirectly, it contributes largely. Um, it contributes largely to the heartbeat of any organization, uh, big or small, um, and really nearly any position um, at the organization, whether you know it's CEO or the custodial staff or customer support director. Um, so for me uh, to promote some great customer service. Um, 
I've tried to stress the importance of being um, earnest, uh, being patient, um, and of being sincere in my approach. Um, uh, truly, truly valuing the person and not the user, the customer, or the name on the screen, remembering that there's a human being on the other side of that and, you know, they, they're, um, they're a valuable person and I need to treat them respectfully and, uh, with, and with that value that I believe they have. And so um, it, it can't be an act. Uh, people are going to see through that. Um, so I, I've also worked really hard uh, to develop um, another important component, uh, and that's trust. Uh, trust is such a vital foundation for a strong relationship, um, and that's what we're trying to really foster, um, mutually beneficial relationships across our organization. Um, I've focused on that whenever I correspond with uh, our, the people on our team, um, and when I, I believe when trust is really woven into the fabric um, of your culture and upheld, of course, uh, it often naturally will carry over as a value in external communications with customers. Um, so, if for you know, example, sometimes in customer support, customer service, you have to deliver bad news to a customer, and that's not fun. Nobody really, you know, wants to do that. It can be a little awkward. Um, and if you have established a culture of, of trust and if you approach them um, earnestly and um, uh, with sincerity and, and with an attitude of, hey, you know, I'm, I might be wrong here. Sometimes that happens too. Um, they're going to be much more receptive to that bad news because I'm truly trying to communicate with them. Um, and so just keeping that type of stuff uh, in my mind um, is, has been really important to establish a good, um, good culture of customer support uh, within our organization. Yeah, and you were mentioning earlier before we got on um, about your travels and how you learned some of that stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's so interesting to me. Most definitely. Um, so I was, uh, I, I was in the Navy for um, six and a half years from um, to, uh, middle of 2008 to the end of 2014. And uh, for um, my final three years, uh, I was uh, stationed in Japan. Um, I lived uh, just south of Tokyo. And um, I was in a unique position uh, while on shore duty um, <clears throat> on this tour because I got to work with not just American military personnel, but also with um, federal uh, government uh, civilian employees, also Japanese citizens and Japanese military personnel. So that is, <laughs> that's, that was quite a combination of people um, and workers, you know, coming from just about every background uh, that you can imagine. And um, so what I, would, what I would get a lot was um, people coming in needing customer support uh, in a lot of different capacities. And in some cases speaking, um, you know, even a different language. <laughs> and uh, that, that would get tricky too. Um, 
but I, I remember uh, one of the one of the one of the elements of being there in Japan that um, really left a big impression on me was uh, interacting with people there that uh, that were sincere, that were earnest, that were uh, that really were um, uh, giving it their all. Um, and and you go if you would go to somewhere like um, even a McDonald's. Uh, you, you could order just a single men item off the dollar menu or something, um, and you would get a receipt uh, and a bow and a thank you, and it really made you feel valued as a customer. Um, or, you know, we, we went to um, some, some places that... Remember, we, we, ate, we ate at the New York Grill one time, um, I believe it, New York Plaza Hotel, um, it's, it's from the movie Lost in Translation. Um, oh. we, we ate at the, uh, at the dining room up there. It's, uh, and, um, you know, it was, it was a great meal, real extravagant. It was very nice, a great experience. And um, they treated us fantastic there, as you might imagine. But really, it was a consistent customer service experience, even when you go to like I said, the dollar menu at McDonald's. Um, so, you know, it, it was, so that, that really left a big impression on me. Um, you know, they, I, I try to, I try to carry that over um, to my experience here. Um, I, I think I shared a story of, we were out in Tokyo and we were a little bit lost. Uh, we're trying to find the right train station. And I stopped someone uh, while we were, um, while we were looking around trying to figure out where in the world are we um and i did my best spoke in my best rudimentary japanese trying to ask him where the closest train station was and he walked out of his way four blocks uh to show us exactly where we were looking to go and um I, that that was one of those experiences where i thought okay if i was in his shoes that's what i need to do and uh, so, you know, we were mentioning over in here in America, um, might not get that same experience every time, but um, I wanted to make sure that, they, that somebody would get that experience if they asked me. And so yeah. I tried to, tried to make that a part of uh, my approach um, to customer support. That's so great. I, I love that. I, I, I don't know that much about the Japanese culture, but as much as I do know from TV documentaries reading, just that honor and the trust and um, just that extra mile that they go, it's just, it, it makes total sense. Like everybody should study in, J in Japan for a little bit before they go do customer service. It just makes so much sense. I, I love that story too. So um, let me go back to something that you said at the beginning. You said that, you know, you have a smaller team. So my assumption is that you guys might have limited resources like most companies do, especially now during COVID. I mean, if you do have um, lack of resources or lack of time, perhaps, like how do you guys deal with that? Sure. Um, so yeah, that man, that's a good question. Um, constant communication is definitely, um, you know, <laughs> one of the most important um, ways that we deal with this. Uh, you know, yeah, we're a small team. We're spread across the world. I'm located phys physically in Ohio. Uh, we have a couple of people at the headquarters over in Portland, uh, Oregon area. Um, our, our owner gets 
gets around a good bit between east and west coast, but he's currently been in the New York area. Um, and then our main developer is, uh, we've got developers in London and um, uh, in Australia. Um, and so that's a, that's a wide range of people all over the place. Um, uh, but uh, we need one of the one of the aspects of working with Crema that I've really really enjoyed um, is we're we can freely share our collective our knowledge our experience um, and our expertise. Um, I've really enjoyed that because uh, if we weren't doing so, um, if we were trying to uh, you know keep some of that to ourselves in order to you know. Um, work better or do, you know, look better or something like that, um, we wouldn't function <laughs> quite as well. Um, it, 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 that question calls to mind, um, there's a C.S. Lewis uh, quote, um, he said, it's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so, I, you know, I think, I think even though, you know, going, going in, yeah, we're a small team, but having an attitude of we can still, we can still do big things and, and not being afraid of, not being afraid of discomfort um, is really something that's, that's important as well. Not being af afraid to work hard, not looking for the easy way out. Um, saying, okay, I need to roll up my sleeves and I really need to focus on what this customer needs, reading into the way that they, um, uh, you know, are corresponding with you. The like the li the little things, you know, you when you when you do when you do so many customer support um, tickets uh, over the years, you really pick up pretty quickly um, the tone of someone's uh, correspondence with you. And it's, it's really important to take, take good note of that in your response back to them. Um, it, now, that's, that's, that gets a little trickier um, when, when you've got a, a bigger uh, organization that you're working with. Um, but when, it's, when, it's a, when you've got a small team, um, you really have to focus on that quality um, if you want to grow. And so fortunately with Crema, uh, we've been, we have been doing that. Um, 2020 has been a good year. Um, boy, that sounds weird to say. <laughs> That's um, a really but, um, strange statement, but I love that you're saying that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want quoted on that or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. We all need that. We need, we need that sentence because that sentence has not been said enough this year. You can do it, people. We can do it. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. So tell me then, having a smaller team, um, it's not that small. I mean, you do have quite a few people there, but what metrics do you guys measure? Like what, and how often do you measure metrics? Yeah, and this is a, that's a great question, um, especially for those of us out there that <clears throat> really value and look for um, an absolute truth instead of just what we want to be true. Um, and what I mean, what I mean by that is um, I want to really know if I'm doing a great job, how to measure that is kind of tricky. Uh, you know, um, you can, there's a short answer to that. I mean, uh, we use, we utilize, um, we utilize the software for, um, you know, managing our customer support tickets. 
once an issue is resolved, you, the customer will get an option to provide some feedback, you know, a rating scale, things like that, um, you know, and, and uh, that, that's, that's useful um, data for sure. Um, and it, but it's important also to keep in mind that, you know, perception is reality. The, you know, the customer might not always comprehend all of the things that are going on behind the scenes to lead to, you know, giving that rating, um, you know, or, uh, it, it, but it can be useful um, to, to indicate some issues that might need more attention, um, you know, but I, I, I just don't, uh, I don't always want to hang my, it's just so very difficult to, to measure quality. And, and I know that's something that um, businesses, <laughs> they really want to be able to measure that. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough goal to, to reach. Um, but, you know, it makes me think of, um, it makes me think of a story of when I was, when I was in the Navy. So my, my first tour of duty, I was stationed on a ship. And um, those are, those are very long days and very, you work really hard. I, I, I probably aged 10 years in the three years that I was there. Um, it's, ex yeah, it's extremely hard work. Um, and I remember working so hard and, and at times thinking to myself, gosh, I'm not really getting recognized for anything I'm doing here, you know, or, or, you know, maybe a little bit here, or there, or whatever. Um, but uh, I thought, gosh, I, I, I'm really working hard here. And it just seems to just all wash down the river. Um, and then when I got to Japan, and uh, I was stationed on a, on a shore tour there, um, my very first year there, I was uh, awarded the uh, Sailor of the Year Award. And um, that was that was a really nice feather in my cap. I was, you know, happy about that. I wasn't um, actively pursuing it, but it was it was a real honor. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, I worked just as hard. I've worked just as hard here as I did on the ship. <laughs> and you know, now I'm, you know, so maybe that goes more towards like awards. But but really, it it made me think, you know am I working, you know, what am I working for? Who, you know, um, and, you know, if, if it's, if it's for awards or, you know, recognition, um, then that can come up empty and your hard work isn't always going to be reflected in what you get out of it. Um, the, on those, you know, those, those, I guess, material type of rewards. Um, but more so, it's going to it's going to really be something internal. I need to know, I you know, in in here, in here, you know, that I did. I've done the best possible work that I can. Um, for personally, for me, uh, my faith plays a huge role um, in this, and and in my approach um, to people. I I. Wouldn't be able to live with myself um, if I know I I gave you know a half-hearted effort um, to a to a customer. Um, like I said, they're they're valuable, and um, I I I, I want to value them as as people, not just as the user, not just as the customer. Um, and so that's that's really um, 
for me in in internally that's that's how i um carry myself and try to know yeah you know what you did a good job this is this was this was quality work here and um it yeah it and because really you can't always control the outside and the external um yeah. so you know for what what i can control i want to leave no stone unturned that i did the best job that i could for this person yeah and with your your calming presence too it's just it's very like i, I could just see you as <laughs> an escalated call and how you can calm the person down because you have this really good nature oh. about you that's it's just it, it this is like I don't know, I would say the elite sound of a customer service person, because when you have that and you can calm the person down and you can put them at ease that yes, you're there for them and you're gonna help them and you understand, you actually empathize with them. I mean, that whole level of agitation will get taken down immediately. So you have that nice presence. And one of the, one of the uh, thank you very much for that, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think one of the reasons that I've, um, I've been successful in that is that it, it comes from a genuine place. Um, and, uh, you know, people, people can see through a lot. And um, so if I'm actually, um, you know, being, it, sometimes people just want to, just need to be listened to. Um, and, you know, oftentimes if in customer support, they're not, they're not coming to you because um, they're excited or pleased or happy, you know, that when they do, that's nice. It's great. Um, we got a ticket uh, or uh, uh, yeah, uh, some correspondence today from someone that um, said, uh, you know, this is some of the best coffee I've ever had and I'm a huge coffee snob, uh, you know, and so that that's great. I love it when we get stuff like that. Um, but quite, but quite often it, they're writing to you when the experience doesn't go the way that they had planned and quite, you know, and, and honestly, a lot of those times it didn't go the way we had planned either, you know? And so like, that's kind of, that's one of the things that I, I, I try to convey is it, I know it didn't work out as well as you had hoped it did this because of that, it didn't work out the way we had hoped either. So let's work together and let's get a solution. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Let's switch tracks a little bit. Um, I wanted to know from you, what do you think artificial intelligence will do to customer service in a good or a bad way? Like, what do you think is going to happen with artificial intelligence when it comes to customer support? So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely ha going to have an effect. It's definitely changing it. Um, I, I, I've experienced uh, some of it, you know, as a customer, um, you know, before uh, with my like mobile phone, uh, carrier or, uh, with my bank or, um, you know, things like that. And the, I think, I think by now, you know, many, most people probably have at one point or another. Um, and, uh, with, with mixed results, I've had some where I've been, you know, where I've thought, wow, okay, you know, this really took care of business. Um, you know, and, uh, I was in out, I'm good. Um, you know, but then there are some others where it's been a bit clunky and, um, frustrating too. Um, so it's definitely, you know, it's definitely changing um, and having an effect on the customer service um, uh, world. Um, so for better or worse, um, it just can depend on the customers, the business, etc. Um, it, 
I, I remember in the Navy, um, one phrase that they often put out there a lot, uh, even from boot camp um, days, was uh, work smarter, not harder. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, for me, uh, working in customer support, I'm always open to that. Um, but it needs to be done, it, to me, it needs to be done in a responsible way um, that doesn't entirely dehumanize the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and so if finding that um, perfect mix, that perfect cocktail is a little tricky, of course, you know, and that's, that's what a lot of uh, great companies like, uh, like Inventa are striving to do. Um, and, uh, it, I know, I know with, um, I know with Crema, uh, we lean mostly on those personal responses, but, you know, we, we do have, we do see some repetitive issues that come up every once in a while. And so again, it's, it just depends on the nature of the need, the request. Um, and, uh, so I, I, <laughs> you know, it, there's a, there's a, um, uh, I, I, I love sports. There's a sports podcast that I listen to, and um, uh, the the um, the host he uh, he loves to fly drones and stuff like that. And he'll talk about you know oh I got this drone this you know that drone um, they're really and and he he always points out you know these are the worst drones that we're ever going to have moving forward, <laughs> you know? And so I think, gosh, you know, it, 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 the AI might be where it's at right now, but, you know, moving forward, it's only gonna, it's only gonna grow. I, I think it'll, it'll, I think it'll improve in a lot of ways. Um, my hope is that it'll just be done responsibly. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, for, for whatever extent, um, I can have an influence on that. Um, you know, that's, that would be my chief, uh, goal to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And we, we, you know, we strive for that too. We do natural language processing, which means like if you type in slang or you mistype something, yeah. we're still going to write back and we can still, it's not going to sound like a robot. It's going to sound like actually like a human. Um, but you can always, you know, ask for customer service as well, if that's what you have set up. But it's yeah. definitely that I like that you guys are doing it, the, the, the human touch. Um, but when, when, when you grow and you get so big, then having something like a natural language processing AI, you know, helps with still giving you the pseudo human touch. But I do like Actually, that. It's, it's going to be, a, it's never going to be as bad as it's now. It's always going to get better. <laughs> That's a really good quote. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have um, one more question for you, Michael. It's my last question. What is the number one advice that you have for customer service departments? Yeah. So for uh, the number one piece of advice, um, I would say if you can focus on um, communication, teachability, and trust, and also garnish a lot of humility in there too, uh, that's really going to go a long way towards creating that culture, um, that, uh, that approach to customer support that's going to, that, that can't help but overflow to the customers as well. Um, so creating that within your organization um, is really, really vital. Um, and once that has been done uh, in, a, with an, in an earnest way, in a sincere way, in a genuine 
way and it, it pulsates through whether you're whether you're working you know all in the same building if you're allowed to work in a building um, <laughs> right now but or if you're spread across the globe um, establishing those some of those core values um, communication teachability trust humility um, they they won't be able to <laughs> contain it from come spreading over into the customer to the customers and uh, I as a customer myself we're all customers at some point I, I love that and I recognize it um, when I'm ex when I'm uh, you know in that position that's awesome advice Thank you so much for that, for the whole interview and for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome. I'm happy to do so anytime. Thanks again. And you have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast was brought to you by Inventa. Inventa Symbolic AI implements natural language processing that requires no training data with Inventa's extensive lexicon and patented algorithms. Check out this robust customer interaction platform for your AI needs, from chatbots to search to knowledge centers and messenger platforms. Just go to our website to request a demo at inventa.com. That's I-N-B-E-N-T-A dot com. And if you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. Thank you.